Hi, welcome to Design Me a House. I'm Dawn Oliveira, textile designer and educator, and with me is... Katie Hutchison. I'm an architect, designer, and author. And today, in episode four, we're going to talk about design process. Katie being the architect and me, the textile designer, um, this is going to be part of a recurring category we're going to call Shop Talk. So today, I guess I'll start. Yes, let's talk shop. Let's talk shop. Um, so I design printed fabrics. I have been for over 30 years. I work primarily with interior designers, <clears throat> but I also work with local customers who really want to revamp their homes and want new color and new pattern introduced into their living rooms or bedrooms. So they come to me. Um, they come to my studio, and we talk about first what is the room they're working on. Will it, will it be a chair or a sofa or drapery or just pillows? Um, I have a collection of fabrics they can actually choose from. Uh, they happen to be all organic printed fabrics with a coastal theme. So they can pick colors they like, um, patterns that they think are appropriate for their home that fit in with their style. And if there's color issues, we can do custom printing. <clears throat> can I interject? Yes. Because what I remember, the way that I discovered your work was actually going to your studio when it was in a slightly different location. We had a, I had a little retail shop yes, at one point. Yes, but what, what was fantastic about that for me as a potential, as a client, a potential customer, mm -hmm. right, was seeing the pattern, seeing the color, seeing the fabrics themselves. So do you often have people, I know, you're, you know your studio is in Bristol, Rhode Island. Yeah, and it's pretty bold and exciting when you walk in, I have to admit, because the patterns are large and they're brightly colored. So, yeah. Well, I'm just wondering, for people who can walk in and see that, fantastic, if they're local. Right. People and who can't not, see it in person, they can go to your website. They can go to my website. They can go to my Instagram page. Um, and there's a lot there to look at, and at least it gives them an idea of the kind of designing I do and the fabrics that I choose and... Uh, you know, we take it from there. I've had that happen many times where people find me on Instagram, women find me on Instagram, and they see one particular pattern they love and they say, I want that, but could you possibly do it in a different shade of blue or something? And we talk about it. Mm -hmm. How many yards do you want? What's the, what's the application? You and know? then, so, again, I remember just for myself when I went in, I didn't know how many yards I wanted. Right. Right? But you so, did have a preference for pattern and color. Yes. So, but then if I was... A, you know, a different customer with different needs. How would you help determine scope? You know, how would you help figure out how much fabric they need? Well, that is directly related to the item we're talking about. If it's a sofa, you know, I need measurements of that sofa. I need images sent to me, photos sent to me. Mm -hmm. um, and then me and the upholsterer I work with in Bristol determine the number of yards based okay. on the sizes, on the dimensions yeah. of that thing. Okay. Same with I'm thinking window treatments. I'm yes, exactly. You need Sometimes I can go to the home and measure for windows. Yep. I can do that too, but if they're from you know Connecticut and I can't get there, right. then they'll send photos. I've worked with a woman in, she's now in South Carolina. I'm designing uh, fabrics for her right now for some cushions for chairs and some pillows. I'm doing custom color for her. I send her a swatch so she can approve the color. So in this case, these um, people, as opposed to, and let's get into when you work with interior designers, but when you're working with uh, an individual homeowner, yeah. they sound like they're typically going to a pattern you have and maybe Very working often. with a color that you have or wanting a custom color. Very often, yes. What about um, how does it work if someone wants to retain you for a custom design? 
Well, that doesn't happen that often where I'm designing okay. from scratch. Well, even very for your like other clients that you consider like a freelance client, you know. Okay, so that's a different aspect of what I do. Okay. So, so I'll I'll work with people with my own collection of fabrics and designs, right. helping them implement projects. Yep. Reupholstering draperies. Okay. I also work with companies who hire me to design patterns from scratch that have nothing to do with my coastal collection. But, okay. But it's specifically geared toward their product, Got whether it. that's a fashion item or whether that's home deck. Okay. So those so, are the two kind of lines of your exactly. work. Exactly. And I've been doing but that for years. the homeowners are typically coming for your collection. They're like, they are. I've seen they something. Are. Okay. And interior designers are as well, okay. especially be- the aspect of it being coastal. We were in right. New England. Right. But um, I know you add to your collection because I remember I you came up with that print that to me, I don't know what you call it. I can't remember. But it's kind of like almost like an animal skin print. You had, you had it in blue. Oh, it's called Gator. Oh. I know, I love that. It's a and very geometric one, I love pattern. It's not really a coastal pattern. Right, and you came up but with that modern. one. It was kind of newish. I remember when That's it right. happened. That's right. So, what caused you to add to that collection? Because, create that? well, I have always loved skin patterns, whether they be giraffe skin or zebra skin. And um, I really wanted to kind of move away from typical coastal patterns like. Horseshoe, you know, horseshoe crabs and fish, to something a little more abstract because mm-hmm. that's where my it heart is very and soul abstract. is. Yeah, yeah. So it's an abstract, textural, geometric that really can go anywhere. It's two colors, blue yes. and white. Yeah. And now, in can, that case, I've seen it in blue and white. But you we can, can make do it anything. Something else. Yeah, because yeah. I I do um, work a lot where I'm digitally printing these days. Right. Um, we can do smaller runs of fabric. So if somebody wants purple. And right. white, right? I can run ten yards of that. Oh, that's great! Yeah, it's exciting for customers to hear that because right. they're not committing to some fifty-yard order. They may only need half of. Well, so it used to be a minimum of like a fifty-yard. Yeah. Order. Yes. Yes. Or way more back right. in the day when it was just screen printing. Yeah. So I know this gets involved. I don't want to get too yeah, deep yeah, in yeah. here, but for the most part, I design custom fabrics for interior designers primarily because they understand lead times. You know, there are several weeks that happen between. The time the customer comes to me and when they get their first little sample to look at and approve. Right, right. And then the final yardage. It's probably a total of four to six weeks. Okay. And interior designers understand that. Right. You know. Right. Um, local customers, I have to do a little more explaining. But, you know, if they're really excited about doing something exclusive for them. Right. They're they into the it. timeline. Yeah. They're excited about it. And I'm very patient. <laughs> I, I could sit down with a whole big Pantone book of be. colors and say, tell me what your favorite blue is. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Let's look at these. Let's look at all these blues. Yeah, pin it down. Let's pin it down. Yeah. Because it could go on forever. But um, but it's a really fun process. I really enjoy that. So for, I'm just thinking compared to the design process in my realm, in, your in world, the architecture yes. realm. Okay, do it, tell. Your design process, I, th- I think just because the product is something that we can all kind of pick up um, and feel and yeah. it's um, it's manageable it's manageable so I think of a client might uh, have an easier time wrapping their head around what's it going to take for me to get to the pattern that I want on my couch yeah, and my... it's purely a decorative item let's face it you know where you're talking about structure of a home well just for uh, for architecture when they I feel like and we talked about this um, that potential clients um, can get nervous because I think maybe they're overwhelmed and we were talking about how we don't want them to get intimidated by the process yeah the process shouldn't be scary and I think um 
you know, when they look at a, they don't know ultimately when they come to me what the end vision is, right? That's why they come to me. Right. They don't know what their new house will look like or what their renovation will look like. Um, but do they come to you with ideas in mind already? They I, might have some ideas, not so much about what it looks like, uh, which I think is right because that's maybe not the direction you want to start in, but uh, the needs they need to satisfy. You know, So okay. we don't like the way the kitchen flows, let's mm. say, or... Um, you know, this, this the fact that our kids are doing their homework in the dining room and we can't see them in the kitchen is, like, right. really uh, okay. frustrating. Can we open this up? But Very we don't good. want everyone seeing us making the spaghetti sauce. You know, like, yes. so they have a problem, I guess, for okay, lack of a better word, that they need solved. It. They're like, yes. here's the problem. And we as homeowner, potential client, don't know yet how to even begin to solve the problem. Okay. Um, and so then I kind of kind of talk them through, which is a pretty involved process. This is the first meeting. Yeah. I mean, actually, the first thing that happens, let me just do it a quick and a little nutshell. You know, in your case, you were saying someone might walk in. For me, yeah. No one's or walking in because or... I work out of my house. Yeah. <laughs> so I have a website <clears throat> and people email or call, right? And mm-hmm. they say any number of things. But typically they just say, you know, I have a property in such and such a place. I think I need a master suite addition. Um, can you contact me and let me know how you work? You know, like a very open-ended query. And they're coming to you after they've looked at your website, excuse me, and they like your aesthetic. Yeah, they've come. I'm not always clear initially how they found me. I Uh I try to find out eventually. Um, So they might have found me online. They might have found me through a referral. Okay, they They might have have visited someone's home that you've had. Yeah, they might have read one of my books. I mean, you know, um, so... I'm never totally <coughs> sure. You know, Howes is a popular, dear listener, if you're yeah, it is. not familiar with Howes, that is a popular um, website, H-O-U-Z-Z. And there you can find all kinds of people in the building industry. So there's architects, designers, interior people, people yeah. landscape. You know, there's kind yeah. of Everyone in the industry. And what's great about that site is there are tons of visuals. So, so they can get it's ideas. It's all visual. can get yeah. ideas about yes. what they might want. So they might find, and then you're listed by your geographic location. Mm-hmm. So they might find you that way. You know, there's a good kind of referral system on there. So you can have, mm-hmm. you know, previous clients. We've, both of us have done referrals on house for each other. That's right. And you can see, you know, what kind of projects have people done with this person and what are they saying? Uh, so you don't, I don't necessarily know where, how they find me initially. But then I listen, you know, I look at what they want to do and where they are. And ideally, if they send me even, if they give me the address of the property, that's uh, my fave because yeah, then I can, can scope out it used the to area. be back in the day, you'd have to like drive over or something, you know, completely impractical. Now you just go on Zillow or what have you. Okay. And you can get kind of a street view. Oh, this is the house they're talking okay. about. Okay. Um, and generally, if it's something that I think might work, make sense for me to work on uh-huh. and, um, you know, depending kind of what they want done what the time frame is, et cetera, I might suggest that we do an introductory meeting. So I offer that as a um, free, complimentary, like one-hour um, okay, introductory meeting on site, wherever their project is. And because um, so, I need to see it. You need to see it. And it, it doesn't it matter to you. Um, suppose it's a historic home, like the, the, there are so many in Bristol, or something <clears throat> maybe built in the 50s, or something modern. It That doesn't really matter. You're the architect, you're the designer, you're going to come I into this project. I would be thrilled with either of those types of projects, right? So 
Um, if they say it's really important to us that it um, be in keeping with the historic uh-huh. street, you know, like if I find out early that that's a priority of theirs, and it, even if it, frankly it is because they're in a historic district, it becomes it a priority. Be. Yeah. 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 Um, I'm interested in that. If it's a mid-century modern, wow, I love that. Okay. So stylistically, as we've talked about that's before, I'm very open to working because I don't believe in repeating, you know, a um, – pre-made or preconceived style, right? Okay. And all about how can we work with this family's goals to achieve the aesthetic goals thereafter, but without like repeating some kind of style. Okay, right? I think I understand that. it. Yeah. See, I mean, I'm, I'm, li- I'm listening to you like one of your clients might because, you know, I've done some renovation on my, my own, but I've never hired an architect. Right. Right. So, so some people are like, where do we start? Yeah. So one way you start is you just email or call, and then I do these, and many architects do this, you know, a preliminary meeting. And that's just a chance to walk through the property, talk to each other, learn as you go through the rooms or the property, if it's if it doesn't have a house on it yet, to go you know, look at the site yep. um, and talk about what they have in mind. Usually they've owned this property for a while or they've been thinking about this project for a while. Okay. And they've either run up against some obstacle. Um, meaning the obstacle could be... The, they can't do it on their own. Well, either they they haven't been able in their own mind to figure out a best solution. Sometimes it's a couple, frankly, and they might have different opinions mm-hmm. in within the couple. Mm-hmm. And sometimes they need, and I have worked with people like this before, they kind of just need a neutral party yes. to kind of listen to both of them and objectively... You know, analyze Give if them you will. Options. Like, yeah, okay. You know, I'm hearing what you're both saying. I think the way to handle it would be X. You know, so someone to kind uh, of maneuver. You play the diplomat. Yes, because sometimes that's really what they need. That's why they're yeah. stuck. Yes, um, they could be stuck for any number of reasons, or they're not. Or it's a brand new thing. They're not stuck yet. They're just starting. Um, but usually, um, people have some time spent either on the property or in the house. Okay. And now they want to do something. Okay. So you have this first meeting. You, you said, see if you, if you think you're going to enjoy working with them and they yeah, with you, possibly. you've got to see if it's a good fit. You've got to see if it's a good fit. Absolutely. Because yeah. it's a much longer process than mine. You know, mine is it's very short right, term, frankly, right. comparatively. And, no, and for you, they kind of, they see your pillows. They're like, oh, I like that. Exactly. For me, yeah. they're like, well, we don't know what you'll do to our house. Right. Right. Where so I'm product and you're it's a service. Project. It's a service Bigger that I'm offering. And, and that's one thing I wanted to talk about today because we, we had some points we were going to get to, which I think we will. But I just want to kind of make the, the point that, it, for instance, in the case of architecture, um, the service that I'm providing ultimately leads to a product, the product being the house. Mm-hmm. But they are different entities, the design service and the construction Okay. And they need to, um, one influences the other. You can't do one without the other. I can't, if I, I could design, you know, all month, all year and never have anything built. That's not the goal, right? Right. You like want to see me it to, to come see my design, I want them constructed. Yeah, right? sure. And for a contractor, <clears throat> a contractor can't build without a plan, even if it's a bad plan uh-huh. or a plan off the top of their head. You need a concept. In order to build. So both fields need each other and both benefit from each other, but they are different fields. So when someone comes to me interested in a home design, I'm not only kind of helping inform them about what we do as architects um, for home design. Especially if they've never worked with an architect before. But I'm also kind of informing them about how does the building process work. 
You know, yes. how much does, um, if you're going to estimate, how much might what you're considering doing cost from a construction standpoint, not from, from necessarily just my design services? Yes. Because sometimes they need to know really kind of per early on. foot what yeah, this yeah. is going to Yeah, like in the end to. is what I'm talking about within the realm of my budget. Yeah. In the, you know, so you that, need to talk budget right up right. front. Well, Pretty close and, but to the right budget that I'm talking about, the, the thing that I think is kind of complex and nuanced, is it's not my budget of how much it's going to cost right. to pay me. It's how much it's going to cost to construct this project and the many steps um, that are involved with that. Because it's not just construction. There's usually, you know, depending what you need, if you are um, in need of some type of zoning review uh, or an overlay district, God, there's so much. you're going to need a survey so and you might need an environmental site yeah. plan if you're on the coast. And uh, So there's uh, a lot of parts that come together. Right. And then if you're living um, kind of out where we do, somewhere that's a little more remote, you need a septic system. You uh, might need a well. You know, so there are these other overlay um, infrastructure. And you help you help design all of those pieces to this puzzle when you work I with them. kind of facilitate the puzzle. Let's put it that way. I'm designing the architecture, but I'm not designing the septic system, right? So my role is to help um, lead them to the proper um, service or entity to design their septic system and then coordinate. I do okay. a lot of coordinating. I, that, okay. So yes. I need to make sure that whatever we've designed <laughs> um, makes sense with the size and location of the septic system. For instance, mm -hmm. or you know, so there's a mm -hmm. lot of coordination. Oh God, don't put the septic system there. That's where I want to put the house. You yes. know, so there's there's a lot of coordination that needs to happen. So let me ask you something, Katie, because yes. I'm listening to you going, wow. That now I can see how it could be overwhelming. It could be intimidating uh -oh. for someone oh, no. who's never done this uh -oh. before. Yes. So, are are many of your client clients the fact that they've come to you probably means they really are eager to do something right to, to renovate or to build from, yes. from scratch do they does it take them a long time to go from your first meeting to the next or, or do they need to digest all this information there's a lot to or? digest and you know really what i what i've tried to emphasize what i want to emphasize here and i have a blog and kind of the message that i kind of repeat and try to get out there is that people like myself, architects, designers, our, our role can be um, as almost an agent to facilitate your project. So we're generalists, mm. right? We kind of have the big picture idea of the steps that you need to take to get to your goal, and we provide one of the primary services within that okay. framework. Very well. Very but well I'm said. kind of your guide to the process, <laughs> Meanwhile, executing my wedge of the pie, yes. which is the design part, right? but helping you go from the very beginning, that first phone call, to the, you know, the punch list, the final construction okay. completion. Okay. And it, it does take time. It does take time. Like yeah. we're, we, months, a year, whatever. Um, Depends. Six months. And oh, this was the other thing we were going to try to emphasize is scope, scope of work. Scope of project. Yeah, the scope, scope of, of your project. To prioritize. Yeah, the scope of your project is going to ultimately determine... The, the cost, right? right? So that's why sometimes people downscale, yes. right? Because they're like, okay, this yeah. was more than we meant. Exactly. Um, and what can we do instead? I had a client, um, actually, that was the one, Don, that you did a lot of textiles for out in Wenham, oh, Mass. Yes. They uh, started off initially. I remember our, my first meeting with them. They had 
you know, big, big plans. Big plans. Big dreams, big plans. <laughs> and they wanted to put on, as I recall, a very sizable master suite edition. And this is oh. a 1960-ish ranch house. And um, they wanted a lap pool, as I recall. Oh, my goodness. I did and not know And there was going this. to be a labyrinth garden. You know, it was great. Oh, and wow. they were all, they were wonderful Big goals. ideas. Big That's ideas. exciting. That's fun. So we did do some schematics. Dream bigs. Yeah, we did some schematics in the beginning. You know what? How might this work with this master suite edition thing? And we learned because um, what I typically recommend is after you do some schematic design and you come up with one that you're happy with as, you're a, doing, as a client, you're doing these. I'm schematic, doing the schematic, quote unquote, schematic designs. designs. Yeah. Okay. Um, and we're kind of going through um, small scale, different iterations okay. of concepts is mm-hmm. what schematic design is. Okay. So they're not you can't build from these drawings because they're preliminary. So you're teaching me here. But you're getting the, the kind of general concept of where are we going with this project. You do that in the schematic phase. Understood. So say so in that case we did a, a schematic series for them where there was a master suite edition and what I generally like to do once we've agreed on okay we like scheme B then I would bring in some contractors and get some preliminary pricing. Okay. Because okay. we want to see if if the scope is in really confirming a budget beyond the typical cost per square foot um, type of budget that I can calculate on a napkin sketch And for those someone. schematic drawings um, also detail the possible cost? Well, that's what I'm saying. No. Of each iteration? Well, sometimes I'll provide a separate document. You, the schematic drawings are just that. They're drawings. So they aren't sketches. They're, they're sketches, but oh. there's no other information typically on okay. the drawings. But then I provide a, a secondary document, which is a ballpark. Scheme A okay. might be Great. in this range. Scheme B uh, that's perfect. might okay. be in this range. That's very helpful. But for me, I'm basing it on a rule of thumb for their location, the level of complexity that I think is the cost per square foot for Understood. what we're talking about. Okay. But that's my estimate. And so with this particular client? With this client, we did that and there was they were pretty high, you know. And then we was like, okay, well let's get some contractors to see if they are where I think they are, if they're even higher than uh-huh. where I think they are. Mm-hmm. And that and you want to do that early before you've invested a lot of time creating um, actual construction drawings. That makes a lot of sense. So then you get these estimates in, and that's what happened. We got a bunch of estimates in from different, you know, not just one contractor. You want we talked to three, I yes. think, which I typically like to do. Mm-hmm. And um, the lap pool went away. The lap pool I did bet. go away. Um, and so, actually, over time, they had to, to your point, they had to kind of digest all that. Yes. It wasn't like they got those numbers in, and then a week later they're like, "Okay, based yeah. on these numbers, let's do whatever." Yeah, I'm putting myself in their position. Because they waited. I, 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 there was a people. lot of kind of mulling and waiting yeah. and thinking, and um, I don't remember now the time frame. Mm-hmm. But they did then say, "You know what? We need to downsize this," mm-hmm. which is generally, yeah, really the best approach, because if you s- reduce the scope of work you can get higher quality finishes oh, you know, for your budget sure. than if you want those high quality finishes and you have the huge scope of work, which brings us to our triangle. Should we talk uh-huh. about this? Let's talk about the triangle. All right. Now, you introduced this. So I was talking to you, Katie, a few days ago, and we were talking about, in my world, in the garment business, in the textile business, you know, when people talk about price and quality, Everybody wants a lot, and they don't want to pay a lot sometimes. So you know, the, the words used in the garment center, to be honest, were good, fast, and cheap, pick two. Okay. And okay. that's that's the thing that we're calling, like, you put each of those words at a point on the triangle. On, the, on this tri- project was management good, triangle. Good, fast, and cheap. 
Yes. But we changed the words. We did. To fast, high quality, and inexpensive. Yeah, we've classed up the words. Did you notice that? <laughs> yes. That's really what we did. We've classed them so up. So you can only have two of those things in, a, in, you know, in the real world. Um, everybody wants a great quality product, but not everyone can afford the highest end of anything, whether it's a built home or a fabric. So there are... Um, so let's give an example. So, so if we're saying that we have this um, triangle, which is an equilateral triangle, by the way, and at the top of the equilateral triangle is the word fast, right? Right. And bottom left, we wrote inexpensive. inexpensive. And then bottom right, we wrote high quality. So say you wanted high quality and you wanted fast. Those are the two you're choosing. Well, then it's not going to be inexpensive. It's exactly. going to be costly. So that's what we mean by this triangle. If you can only pick two, the third one falls out. That's exactly right. But then remember we struggled because we were like, wait a minute. If we pick the two on the bottom. Inexpensive and high quality. How is that possible? How is that possible? So this is the way I'd like to make an argument for an interpretation of that bottom Please of the do. triangle. Because I do think it's an important point. Um, People tend to think, certainly when they look at shelter magazines and whatnot, mm, that so everything seductive. in there, which is beautiful quality, mm -hmm. is so expensive it's out of their reach. Mm -hmm. So how could they have that, okay? You know, in other words, if they don't have a lot of cash to spend. Right. right? So this is where you and I then started talking about products like IKEA. We possibly? did, yes. So let me bring that. Can I mesh yes, that in? please. Because I want to make a point that... Um, whether this triangle, when Don and I looked it up, it was called the Project Management Triangle. And then I was like, well, that's not quite right for us. And then I started to think, well, maybe it's the Project or Product Triangle. Yeah. Um, but I actually think, for instance, in this bottom piece where you, where you want, say you want both inexpensive and high quality. Well, you can get, if you're talking product, mm -hmm. I believe you can get an inexpensive home that has high quality design. design. At least Notice an I aesthetic. took out the word, not product, yes. design. Yes. And because if it was high quality finishes and products, suddenly it's not inexpensive. Exactly. Those two don't go together. And the reason I, a company like Ikea, and I'm, I'm sure I could think of others, have done so well is because there's an aesthetic, there's a design brought into their products from really wonderful designers in Scandinavia in terms of shape and color and everyone seems to love something at Ikea. And it's because you can't find that at Target yes. or Walmart yeah. or, yeah. you know, other places where yeah. you can find cheaper No, quality. so for a product, I think that is a really good example of inexpensive it, it high quality. Yes. I want to give you an example for your in architecture. World. Because, mm -hmm. um, you know, a lot of people think, um, you know, that architecture is really – is, is there's a certain threshold to entry if you're going to be using an architect, right? I mean, I think that's a common, mm -hmm. that's very expensive. Mm -hmm. um, and therefore, you know, you need to be of means, you Correct. know, right? So I just want to disprove that a little bit because I know, um, Don, that your son has my book, The New Small House. He does. And there's a project I referenced to you last time we met um, that you can go back and look at your son's copy. And it's called The 20K House. It's in The New Small House. And okay. the 20K house, I did bring a copy of my book oh, very to nice. the podcast studio. And this project, um, the 20K house in the new small house, is a project by the Rural Studio. Rural Studio is um, at the School of Architecture at Auburn University in Alabama. 
And what they do, it's a student-designed project with a professor. Okay. And they design a home for someone in the community, someone in the Alabama nice. area. Um, and that person says, I have a piece of land. So they have to come with, with a piece somewhere of land. to put something. Okay. okay. So they do own a piece of land. And then the students at the Rural Studio, uh, in, with, with their, guidance, with, guidance, with professor. their professor, come up with a design for a small home. Fabulous. For 20K. this owner, owner. And the, the concept is theoretically, theoretically, it could be mm. constructed for 20K. Now, maybe it is actually somewhat more than that, but even only somewhat more of that is incredibly inexpensive. Yes, yeah. So what a great project. So they're really it's design. It's what I what I don't mean that we all need to go. Everyone should quick go to Alabama and hire the students <laughs> in Rural Studio. No, the point is simply that they are making uh, simple designs that you could finish with inexpensive materials, right? But it's still quality design. So I, I, but it takes time, which brings us back to the triangle. Remember, fast is at the top of the triangle. Yes, there is a lot of time on the design end. To, these students With are not whipping like these this. out. Yeah. yeah, to and if you're not a student, if you're a professional, <laughs> to figure out what is a way that we could construct this in an affordable way and still have. Um, a really strong design component. Very, and that takes good. a lot of research yes. and effort. So on the, if you were hiring an architect or designer, it actually um, would be probably on the higher end of their fee to work with you to make your inexpensive building, if you will. Ah, See what I'm saying? I think so. So it's the actual building would be uh, much more inexpensive. So the value that you invest in your architect or designer is to help you get this. Ah, uh, you lesson, understand. But you've invested in the architect or designer to help to you get to that come point up with the well, quality you have on solution. Your own. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, good design. So, Means sometimes you know you, you you cut back on the on the all the extras, but you have this beautiful minimal quality. It's you know, be thought out. It's got to be thought it out. Has Materials to have to be thought sometimes through. Sometimes the form itself is mm. is everything. Yeah. And but you could construct that form with informal materials. Now again, That's this requires right. a lot of flexibility on the part of the client. The homeowner. Yeah. Mm. So that they a have to. Um, be open to that aesthetic. Yes. Not everyone wants a Kia furniture, That's right? That's exactly right. So, and or same thing, walls, or plywood, know? painted plywood, yeah. or mm-hmm. sometimes it could just be. Um, there's some beautiful plywoods that could be clear finished, and you get the pattern. Sure. I know the, someone that did an entire office that way. Yeah. he was a, an architect that was kind of in a New York. Century thing to do. Mm. Um, or you using a product that's normally outside, inside. You know, so uh, yes. there's that galvanized corrugated roofing that you might be familiar with. Oh yeah, which is an agrarian product. It was often on barn and whatnot, and it's making um, an a appearance in people's interior? interiors. Yes, really? some people make like a kitchen island out of it. I've seen oh, it in a shower. Um, there's things you can do yeah, with materials. Very clever. There's um, the material that you might see inside a. Uh, I'm sorry, and I uh, a greenhouse. You know, that's translucent indoor out there kind of indoor outdoor kind of acrylic. Okay. That you might oh, have yeah. on a greenhouse. Sure. That product is, is making it, an appearance inside uh, as a form of partition or translucent divider between, you know, a study space and another space. So, And it's not just an aesthetic decision. It's cost as well. Maybe some of these materials both. are less. Yeah. So if you're open, if you're trying to do something inexpensively, you generally need to be kind of creative and open to Very good. using Understood. things differently in Understood. order to accomplish your goal. Sure. So you're not going to have the high-end mahogany mm-hmm. uh, cabinetry. Mm-hmm. So that's off the table. 
if your goal is on the inexpensive end of the triangle. Understood, understood. In my world, if you can't buy the most expensive linen silk blend, you do cotton. Right, you, right. You choose cotton, and you just yeah. choose some beautiful colors. Yeah. You still get a great product. And a lot product. of people are very excited by that choice. So, sure. you know, ideally... You, if, if you're going to go in this direction, you know, you're on board with the aesthetic. Yes. And that's, that sounds like a fun it can be, way super, to go It can be very you. fun for a designer. Yeah, for but the designer. But knowing that it is an investment of the designer's time because it's, it's um, not typical, right? right? So you're doing research and trying to use things in a way they're not normally maybe used. Yeah, or you'd have to psych into that client and, and know a little bit ahead. It's super fun. Yeah, but it is an investment on the part of the homeowner in the design so that they can get the affordable home. Right. Right. Oh, very, so this triangle is uh, a little tricky, mm-hmm. this fast and expensive high Well, quality. I just want to say that that home you were talking about a few minutes ago um, in Massachusetts where there was a lap pool that got right. mixed yes. turned out gorgeous. It turned out great. Well, they, they what they decided is, um, and this is another thing, is sometimes people are so used to using their home the way that they have they have a hard time thinking about using their home Very in true. a different way. I'm guilty of that. So they had a master bedroom um, that it was on the end of that bedroom wing, and it was just kind of small, and it didn't have a dedicated bathroom. Uh-huh. And that was the part that kind of made it felt not like a master suite to them. I see. Mm-hmm. So we did some reconfiguring. It wasn't that. It wasn't like rocket science. <laughs> you know, re-engineering the plan down there in the bedroom wing so that they could have a dedicated bathroom. Very nice. I think we borrowed some space. Oh, we did do a little bump out. So it was like a little addition um, on that bedroom wing, but it was such a small addition for the payback oh, of having nice. the embedded master suite. Are these images on your website? They are. So this is, oh, if good. you went to my website, it's um, under the renovation edition tab, and it's called the Wenham Ranch House. Okay. Everyone should take a look because the interior And is then we have exquisite. your textiles exquisite. throughout there. Yeah. So you did Beautiful. a lot. You did the window treatments and, and pillows the, and some cushions. Yes, window seat. Yeah. Oh, yeah. and the jellyfish decal. And the jellyfish decal and some kitchen towels. And yes. Everything sort of coordinated. Yes. Very simple, sagey so we'll greens, get cucumber some, greens. Someday when we're doing a shop talk uh, in the future, mm-hmm. I would love to explore other products with you, like the peel and perhaps, stick. Or? Yes. Yes. Because like, we did that decal. And I know I'm that thinking was really fun. The whole you could have a whole market of peel and stick of your patterns because we tried trying to grow my business well this project that don and i were working on we wanted to take one of your do you remember the name of that pattern it was called plank devore plank devore and we wanted to take plank devore kind of simplify it i think we were removing we did we, some did. we took out some of the sea creatures yeah and we were going to there was a basement stair in that project that needed to i shouldn't even well it was a basement it was the basement yeah um we, were we needed to retain it yeah this. and so it's one of these um stairs that is just um like a slot between two walls that you go down, right? Yeah. And we were like, how can we jazz this up? It has a really nice guardrail, but it was still, you know, you're going down into the under yeah, sea world. Kind of That's deep. what we were thinking. Oh, undersea world. We were world. like, so ah, let's put your beautiful, your um, you know, undersea imagery stuck. Yeah, I mean, and we're, we're talking very decal. quiet colors here. We're not talking like, you know, you're in Disneyland. No, it was, no, very, it was very pale green and white. Pretty. Pale yeah. green and white. Mm-hmm. Uh, so as you went down the stairs, you would be surrounded by the sea creatures. We yes. ended up, because that was one of the things, we did a scope of work analysis, remember? And we were yep. like, okay, 
this might be a little steep. What else? Yeah. What's a smaller way we can do this? And there was a blank panel in the kitchen on the That's side right. of a custom. We used IKEA products in that house. We did an IKEA oh, kitchen. You did. There's an IKEA kitchen in there. I did not know that. Yeah. And on the side of that IKEA kitchen, we incorporated a built-in. So we oh, meshed okay. an IKEA with a built-in Very nice. like bookcase so mm-hmm. you could have your recipe books and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And that's like under the island. But that had a blank white panel on the side of it. And the homeowner was like, you know, we what could can do, we do something with this panel? here. Yeah, this is like just a blank. So we ended up we putting. Saw, we, a, we got planked of order to find a home. We stuck it on. So it's yeah. it's like, I don't know, decal makes it sound funny. It's like almost like it's, wallpaper. Yeah, it's, but we it's, stuck it's, it on. Yeah, it, it blends because it's got a white background. It's got very, a white it background. Very easily it, into the cabinetry. Totally does. The, yeah. And then I also I had ordered one of the decals. That decal to go to them, and in, I think in shipping, I don't know if you remember this, it got kind of damaged in shipping, oh, yes. and I thought, uh oh, I, you know, what are we gonna do with this? Remember, I stuck it on my, I have it on my studio, and door. I did a test in, <clears throat> in my studio where I pushed it onto the wall, and it just unfolded yeah. and was yeah. flat yeah. and perfect. So I have one on my Crazy studio material. door, and then they have a pristine one on the side of their uh, cabinet in their kitchen. That's right. We totally we got all the details. We totally we went there. off the edge there I with know, our talk here, but that was great. So um, um, so now we understand a little bit about scope of work in your world and in mine, and we understand a little bit more about <clears throat> quality versus speed yes. versus expense. Yeah. And uh, I mean, I think our, we wanted our takeaway to be don't be intimidated to start the process. And it's, it's, it is a fun process. You know, you work as a team with your client. And you're kind of helping them realize the goal that they're after. Yeah. And and the end result, if you're doing it, Katie, because you do great work, is a beautiful, clean, you know, more comfortable living environment. The transformation <clears throat> is so worth it. It's Either profound. End. Yeah. I know, because I've renovated. Textiles, Believe me, yeah. it's profound. Yeah. Yeah. So just kind of keep the faith that you're <laughs> going to get to where you want to go. Mm-hmm. And I would just say, like, just enjoy it. I think the people who have fun with it, yeah. I think have in many cases the best projects, yeah. the most satisfying, the most mm-hmm. fulfilling projects. If you can kind of just, you know, have, see the joy in it, see the joy in it, and accept accept where you have to bend a little. You yes, know, be willing to, have, to compromise. There you go. And yeah. sometimes scale back, and you're still going to love it. It's still yeah. going to be better than, than the problem you started with. Exactly. Very so. very good. Very good. All right. So are we? I think we're up here. We're winding up this one. And um, next week, we're going to try something new. Next week, we're bringing in a guest. Yes, we are. All right. So we're off we keep it a se- We're going to keep it a we're secret. We're going to keep it a secret. Yes. Yeah. Because, you, you know, we want you to tune in, find out who our guest is. Yes. This will um, be exciting. And, we're, <clears throat> and another design industry guest. Yeah. That relates directly to what Katie and I yes. do. That'll yeah. be fun. I wonder now who they might think it is. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Thank you. Thank you so much. This is Dawn signing off. Katie signing off. See you next week. For next time. Not next week. We're not that. Next time. Not that quick. Yeah. (laughs) Bye. Bye.